from the Evening Standard in London. This is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Christmas is coming and ho, 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 no, the government wants an election. Stanley Baldwin was a Tory Prime Minister, called a general election at Christmas, last time somebody tried to do it, and it backfired. And there is a risk. Associate Editor Julian Glover's warning the Tories to pay heed to the ghost of Christmas past. The people's vote is in slight disarray. We learned today that two very senior officials have apparently been fired. There is uproar within the organisation and it's a real shame. Our Londoner editor Aisha Hazarika fears what Christmas future would show the people's vote campaign. And in the present... It's like being on drugs. It was like like, like a political sort of woodstock. I I was stuck in the office here having to type type away at my computer. You were having a jolly time down by the seaside. Well, there's always a row at Christmas, isn't there? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, Julian Glover and Aisha Hazarika on elections, people's votes and the joy of Christmas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Christmas, it's always exciting. And who doesn't want to post a ballot along with their cards this year? Our MPs clearly can't get enough of voting. They're at it again with the Commons deciding on a December election. The Conservatives have a big lead in the polls and seem confident the public will give them the gift of government. But Boris Johnson may want to put down his briefing papers and pick up his Charles Dickens because his party's been here before and, as the Evening Standard's editorial says, the ghost of Christmas past still haunts them. When Stanley Baldwin called a general election in December, the Tories lost. It was the last time the country went to the polls that late in the year and there are echoes with today. In December 1923... The then new Prime Minister wanted a majority to push through his plan to withdraw Britain from the free trading system with its neighbours and impose tariff barriers. But the gamble backfired. It turned out the nation didn't want to make itself poorer and there were more supporters of an open, outward-looking Britain than the protectionist Tories had bargained for. The Liberals underwent a revival and that led to something few had predicted – The country found itself with a Labour Prime Minister, 
that the cosmopolitan classes had previously regarded as a dangerous and unelectable left winger. A December poll this year could be equally unpredictable. Well, it's never too early to talk about Christmas, and with me to do so are our associate editor, Julian Glover, and our Londoner editor, Aisha Hazarika. Julian, starting with you, looking at today's editorial column, they're talking about this possible Christmas election. There's a warning there, though. What is that? The warning is that we think the Prime Minister should take advice from Stanley, not Stanley Johnson, his father, who's always not shy of a word or two, but Stanley Baldwin, who was a Tory Prime Minister, called a general election at Christmas, last time somebody tried to do it, and it backfired. Country didn't go as he thought. And there is a risk. We may be about to have an election in the end through some kind of parliamentary games that might take place. When that election occurs, Tories think they're going to do really well. They've been looking at the polls. We warn them. Look at history too. But... I suppose just to push back, I, I, suppose, I suppose in some kind of agreement with um, Julian, but just on the polls, just remember the polls, you have to take the polls with a pinch of salt until you're in the actuality of a general election campaign. Remember, last time in 2017, the Tories were 24 points ahead of Jeremy Corbyn and Theresa May lost her majority. So I think there's a lot of conjecture ahead of an election but, you know, this is something where, um, you know, the the outcome may well not be predetermined. Aisha's right. We haven't got a clue what's going to happen. But because we're political journalists, we've got to talk about it as though we do know. <laughs> and because politicians, politicians, they've got to talk about it as they know. They, they're absolutely clueless as well. The Tories have got a hunch that they can kind of wing it and say, come on, we've got to get Brexit done. We've got a deal of sorts. Pretty terrible deal, but we'll get the deal done. Um, the Liberal Democrats think, vote for us and we'll stop Brexit. Labour just thinks, vote for us and we'll get rid of Jeremy Corbyn quite soon, hopefully one day. (laughs) Or maybe even Labour MPs won't want to vote for them because they seem pretty downhearted too. But nobody knows what's going to happen. The key thing, though, is the timing and the sequencing because Brexit hasn't happened. And if we have an election before Brexit, some parties who are really clear they don't want Brexit can use it as a case for saying, vote for us and we'll try and stop it. And that's what the Lib Dems can do. Their poll rating isn't quite as good as they like to think, and it's lower than it has been often in history. But Labour's is so catastrophically terrible that it's really beyond belief that they can do more than just about survive at the current level if they have an amazing election campaign. I think the idea of winning right now from here must be for the birds. Well, first of all, I mean, I suppose where I'd push back on that is, I mean, Joe Swinson was very, very shiny and you. They got a lot of um, high-profile defections. Actually, you had a lovely time at Lib Dem Conference. Well, I did have a lovely time. I had a great time. You were I felt saying it was, it was happy. like a bubble of happiness. Yes, it was like being on drugs. It was like, like, it was like a political sort of I, woodstock. I, I was stuck in the office here having to type, type <laughs> away was, my computer. You were having I a jolly time down by the seaside. conference but described we, as that. But we've just had, in fact, we're running a wee story today in the, the Londoner that um, Sarah Wollaston last night actually said that she feels that the momentum is slightly slowing. They're not yeah. likely to get any more um, high-profile defections. And as Julian said, their poll numbers are sort of going down. And a lot of people are now kind of pointing the finger both at Joe Swinson and Jeremy Corbyn for sort of rowing with each other and not being able to sort of come together. Well, they, they row with each other because they disagree, because Joe Swinson doesn't want Brexit and Jeremy Corbyn does. Well, no, does. but they do both agree on a people's vote. Do or they? they? should do. Yes. Well, well they, they, I didn't they know they anyone sh- agreed they, on that at no, the moment. No, no, well... That's another thing we'll come on to. But you know, <laughs> there is, I think there's a bit of... She's now coming under a bit more criticism in terms of why can't you do... Why can't you sort of corral people together? But the other party we haven't talked about, and they, are, they will be important, is the Brexit party. Because dine a ditch, you know, get Brexit done, that's not going to happen. We will probably go into a general election where Brexit isn't done. That could really hurt the Conservative Party, particularly in some of those northern leave 
Labour seats where it's still considered quite heretic to vote for the Conservative Party. They don't like Jeremy Corbyn. The Brexit Party could provide a place for those disillusioned Labour Party people to go to because they agree with the Brexit Party on Brexit and they also agree with the Brexit Party on cultural issues and they quite like Nigel Farage. It's definitely true. It will depend, of course, if the Brexit Party actually puts candidates up all over the place or, or picks off the people it wants to kick out of Parliament and doesn't stand in, in the crunch seats. Nigel Farage clearly hates much about the government, so he may just cause trouble by standing in those seats. Definitely an issue. Next. You do sort of feel there's this momentum in the country. So it feels like this is a terrible moment for the People's Vote campaign to, to fall apart. We're back with Aisha and Julian. What's going on with the People's Vote campaign? And while we take this break, please do rate the leader whenever you get your podcasts and subscribe too to make sure it gets delivered early. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Julian and Ayesha aren't the only ones having a row, but the People's Vote campaign one seems much more serious. It's been rocked by sackings, a reported walkout of staff, and its PR boss Tom Baldwin accusing its chairman Roland Rudd of putting a wrecking ball through their work. Only a couple of weeks ago, it claimed a million people turned up for their march and a rally that was hosted by Ayesha Hazarika. Well, the people's vote is in slight disarray. We learned today that two very senior um, officials have apparently been fired. There is uproar within the organisation. And it's a real shame. I mean, I was hosting that massive rally, you know, just over a week ago. More than a million people um, turned out. Um, I got out of bed on a Saturday to come and do it. You know, everyone put a shift in. And you do sort of feel there's this momentum in the country. Actually, people are now saying a people's vote or a second referendum would be better than having going straight to a general election. So it feels like this is a terrible moment for the People's Vote campaign to to fall apart. Um, The People's Vote is sort of looking shaky in terms of numbers within Parliament at the moment. But it will be interesting to see if there is a general election, if they endorse candidates that support a second referendum and they encourage people who are wavering to vote tactically to get people's vote MPs back into Parliament. But the problem is they're they're not in the position to endorse candidates. They're not in the position to talk to each other at the moment. Downstairs, the chairman not coming into the building. He fired the people upstairs who aren't leaving the building. They weirdly gave everybody the day off in the hope that would calm things down on a key day for Brexit. It's absolute disarray. If it wasn't so serious, it would be hilarious. This is an organisation where the goal is not exactly open, but at least half the country is up to up to saying Brexit's a mistake, let's not do it. What have they done? Instead of putting forward a clear message with a clear leader and an alliance that we can understand and support, they've fallen out in a sort of circular scrap that makes alley cats look happy. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely catastrophic. I think I think a lot of that is true. And I think, to be fair, it's one, this is probably one of the reasons why the Remain campaign in the first place, which should have been a relatively easy campaign to win in this country, fell apart because... 
it, there was a battle of eagles going on. There was a lot of disarray um, in terms of the, the, the movement. The one thing which I think I probably disagree with you on is that for the majority of people outside the bubble, they don't know who these characters are. They don't know the names of the, the three big men that are and they, and are, they are all men they are all men and they're all who in, knew and they're all in blue suits who as well knew? we've got a Lots picture of them in the paper posh white men from london <laughs> you know, telling home. the rest of the country what to do i mean i can't <laughs> believe it but what i think for the, for the majority of people out there who are now warming and back a people's vote they don't know the, the machinations but what they know is that a people's vote or a second referendum or a final say sounds like quite a sensible thing Aisha's quite right and I'm going to go home and burn my blue suit that they all seem to be wearing I think we've got to, <laughs> we've got to rebel uh, and there are lots of good people who want to support this cause but there is a problem when you say a simple clear message have a final say actually that isn't the clear message and the problem in the campaign is that some of them the chairman Roland Rudd seems to have been associated with that group, wanted it to be a Remain campaign. Let's just remain. That's what, of course, Joe Swinson is saying. Let's just remain. The referendum isn't important. It's about remaining. If a referendum gets us there, so be it, but other ways too. A lot of other people say it's really about a referendum. Some people who think maybe Brexit has to happen could be tempted to support a referendum as a way of unlocking the problem. And if the country votes for Brexit the second time, we go, well, that was that was a fair go. We had a had a choice. So it's a, it's a fundamental split about what the tactics are, what the idea is. I agree, nobody's heard of these people. That doesn't matter. But organisation does matter in politics. Looking like you're united, looking like you have momentum, that matters. And Boris Johnson has somehow extraordinarily got quite a large part of the Conservative Party back together, even though it doesn't agree with itself, to vote for his so-called deal. It could now, it may well fall to pieces. Be, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's, he's, he's he there. Has also... But he has given to the public, and this is where the detail of politics matters less than the appearance, the public impression is that there's momentum and a plan, and he's sort of got quite a lot of people behind him. The other side, Labour split, Lib Dem split, People's votes sure, split. But, it but looks Julian, like the momentum's not that, with them. You say that. We are, we are fast approach. I mean, we shouldn't just buy all the hype from the number 10 No, no, I'm not. Machine. I don't talk to Basically, them in that way. Basically, we are but, heading towards the 31st of October. Do or die. You know, this was the big, macho, muscular promise from our Prime Minister. That's how he won his leadership. That's what his big promise to the public was. And that is clearly not going to happen. Now, yes, you are right. There are tactical differences at the heart of the people's vote about, you know, what it should be. I suspect when it comes to the point, and I suspect most people who were coming down for the march are Remainers. Oh, yes. And I do think that eventually, I mean, I think the People's Vote campaign is not dissimilar to where the sort of Labour Party is at the moment. And again, it's it's not, well, losing, but not having a, a crystal clear position. However, I think the people who are giving the People's Vote momentum in their heads, they are clear about what they want. Now, what will be more problematic coming down the track is if you're going to have the second referendum, what are you going to have on the ballot paper? Are you just going to have a deal versus remain? Or will it be fundamentally undemocratic to not put some sort of WTO hard Brexit, you know, clean Brexit, whatever you want to call it? And they are the questions sort of further down the track. But I do think that for a lot of people out there who came on the march, just the concept of the people's vote is still quite big in their head i don't think they'll be like right i'm just i'm abandoning my you know ardor and my passion for this project because three men that i've never heard of are having a fight in westminster you're completely right the the, the passion is there the people are there probably the majority of the country is there the opportunity is huge 
I was talking about the overall sweep of where politics feels like it's going. I know the detail matters. Uh, the questions and things do matter. I think they're not for down the track. If there's going to be a referendum, they need a plan pretty soon. But the overall feeling is that somehow Johnson is not flailing. I know he, he ought to be. The 31st, he's not dead in a ditch. It, 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 he's the loser at the moment. But the overall sense of the country is he's somehow got an idea of where he's going. The other lot don't. Switching that round in the next few weeks is really key. And it may not be done before a general election. Okay, you two. Um, I, I could listen to this for hours. <laughs> However, we are we, we do have a newspaper to put together. Oh, yes, and both yes. of you have columns to write. <laughs> so I'm going to let you both go. And thank you very much for thank coming. You. Thank you. <laughs> that went on long after the microphones were switched off, but you'll be glad to know they both made the deadlines and you can read their work in tonight's standard. That's it from The Leader. You can get our morning audio bulletins through your smart speaker every day at 7. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. The podcast is back at 4pm tomorrow.